What's the biggest obstacle to getting what we want? Limiting beliefs and expectations created by our past experiences. These limits create a subconscious attraction of what we don't want and block what we do want. But we can turn it all around with a powerful tapping tool called Faster EFT and leading edge law of attraction principles. In this podcast, life coach Mark Shahada explores both of these subjects with guests, as well as performs tapping demonstrations and sessions. Listen in and see for yourself how it all works. Welcome to the Tap It Out podcast. All right. All right. So here we have Kyla Love for uh, this podcast episode. Hey, Kyla. Hello, Mark. How are you? I'm doing very well. I'm we, what are we? We just met two weeks ago, right? At the at that cafe. Something like that. Yeah, you were. I was like, who's that weird guy over there? Just like yeah. putting his. Yeah. <laughs> I was doing that, and then I was he like, his nose. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta meet this girl. No, no, we've known each other for for. Ooh, dude, 2016. Was it 2016? Maybe. Yeah, and so. Um, I'm going to just tell the story about how I found out about you and then I'll read your bio and then we're going to get to talking. Uh, well, I'll tell, I'll, I'll, I don't even have a title yet, but this is just about, and I thought Kyla was the perfect person to talk um, about this with. And it's really about giving up the struggle and trying too hard to, to make things happen and what happens when you do that. But just for me, I'll, I'll just tell you that, you know, I've done a lot of interviews on this podcast and it was during the time when I was, you know, I was doing well, I call it um, skating. Like, like in my life, I go through periods where things are working out and I'm skating and things are just happening. And, you know, and then I go through a period where, okay, it's growth time. It's time to get myself out of my comfort level and figure out my shit and figure and And it's actually the next step because we're always growing. Right. Kyla. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And so I wanted to, and I don't do this a lot. I don't invite a lot of people on here. I mean, I mean, I, well, anyway, um, so they all come to you. <laughs> well, it's just, it's just, I've been on a lot of other people's podcasts and, yeah. and, um, and then I put it on my podcast and just, I've had awesome conversations, but what I wanted to do is create a podcast where for me, the time during when I was kind of being challenged mm-hmm. and it's easy to talk about this stuff when you're skating and just doing well. And, you know, and yeah. so for me, I'm being challenged right now. And I thought, let's share uh, that. And who better to talk about this than you, Kyla? Um, <laughs> anyway, I, I have such high regard for you, but I'll just, okay. So I'll talk about how I got to meet you and I won't make a, try not to make a long story, but <laughs> I just, um, I heard about Gary Bodley, Gary Temple Bodley and the Joshua podcast, uh, the law of attraction what is it? The law of attraction. Uh, it was the teachings of Joshua roundtable. The roundtable. The yeah. law of attraction roundtable or teachings. I think it was teachings of Joshua. I think mean, now it's. Well, I don't think it's a, it exists anymore. But anyway. <laughs> right. Okay. So I used to listen to Kyla and Gary and Wendy and then a few other people. I used to listen to this podcast from Gary Temple Bodley, who channels Joshua, and they used to just talk about the law of attraction and and uh, just. 
I guess Joshua doesn't call, you know, it's the next level of the law of attraction, they, they would say. And I loved the podcast. And I loved how I was a big Abraham Hicks fan, huge, still am. They're like my number one teacher in my life. And, but Esther was a little older for than me and um, a lot older than me. And I love the information, but as far as, as far as aligning with the people, so Gary channels, Joshua, and I just, Gary's my age and he's funny. And the podcast was just real and authentic. And so listening to you and Kyla, you and, and Gary and Wendy, and it was funny. And I, I just really became a fan. And you, Kyla, I just thought this girl, man, she's so wise and just your thoughts. And I just really resonated with everything you had to say. And then you guys had a law of attraction cruise and I came on. That's how I met you. And then eventually became part of that podcast. Yeah. And then we could talk about the rest of that later. (laughs) Um, But, but uh, so I'll just read your, your bio, Kyla. Kyla Love is a powerful creator with a soft heart and a newly embodied sense of self-love and acceptance that matches her love and acceptance for you. Kyla is also founder of KD Love Co., where she channels her gifts into creative consulting, web and graphic design, and digital marketing services to help you grow a business built around you. (laughs) Great job. Should I read that again? That was perfect. You know, that bio right there is actually a perfect example of what we're talking about today. Because there have been so many times where in my head, I'm like, because that's something that I help other people do is write their bios. And I've thought a million times, like, I really need to write a bio for myself. And so I have like struggled, you know, trying to find the perfect words. And then you texted me yesterday asking for a bio for this podcast. And I was in the middle of a bunch of different things. And so I didn't have time to struggle. And so I almost, I mean, it, it occurred to me just like not send anything and be like, you figure it out, Mark, <laughs> you know, or say whatever you want. But I just like took a breath and relaxed and that just flowed out and it'll probably change a million more times. But so that's an example of just relaxing and then what you need just showing up, you know, that was perfectly adequate. I think. Yeah. <laughs> and I think what, what's your, um, uh, unapologetically myself or what is it? What, yeah. you, what do you like to say? Oh. Uh, Well, at the time that I was on the podcast, that was an idea that I was really exploring was authenticity in general. That's something I'll be forever exploring. But yeah, being unapologetically me. Because I was one of those people, you hear this all the time where somebody's just constantly like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, just like basically apologizing for existing. And that was that was me at the time without even realizing that's what I was doing. So yeah, I went through a big exploration and still do in different ways, but of being myself unapologetically. Um, And I think that was one of the things that was special about that podcast, Um, like with Joshua or with Gary and Wendy. And and then you eventually at the time was that, especially for me, and I think all of us, we were really open about our challenges, you know, that we were going through at the time. Like I was definitely going through a lot, like had just left a marriage and was trying to figure out life on my own, you know? And so there were lots of, of different components that made that both a challenging time and also like a really exciting, like learning how to relax and surrender and let things flow. Um, But yeah, I also appreciate about like Gary and Joshua, the same like you do, how those teachings, those ideas that we talked about are really just like 
real life application of these kind of airy fairy principles, like how we can actually embody them and live them out. So that's a, I'll be forever grateful for all of yeah. these experiences and teachings. So yeah, Totally. Me too. And um, some of the concepts um, that you would hear maybe from Abraham, maybe in some ways, but this is just, I, I think of Joshua when I think of everything is for you, <laughs> everything is for you. And to get your mind wrapped around that, Mm-hmm. is uh is very cool and can be challenging yeah. you know <laughs> but yeah that's one of the things w- that i really liked about you is i'm you know and i've been running businesses i've been an entrepreneur for a long time and my whole thing was being authentic mm-hmm. and and the, the thing with the bio like when i had to make my bio um you know never easy for me and you know and always working on it. And I remember, you know, before you learn how to do the pitch, the elevator pitch, what do you do in 30 seconds? Yeah. And I, I still don't have one. I, you know, back when I was learning how to do it, I would write it and change it all the time. And then I said, screw it, because I never felt like this is perfect. And I'm not, I might still come up with something. But um, because what I felt, Kyla, is that every moment changes, and it depends on who I'm talking to, right? Yeah. So, you know, and I don't want to be that guy who has like that memorized thing because that never felt right to me. Mm-hmm. And so just, just unapologetically yourself is my journey as well, trying to do that for me too. So that's one of the, and I, I also want to say another thing that I really love about you is, you know, we, we are a tight family. We, since 2016, we met so many people, thanks to Gary and the teachings of Joshua. And we really, uh, I don't know, man, it's like family. And I know it sounds cliche and corny, but we just want, we just came from Florida, you know, yeah. on a trip. And then I saw you months before on another, in another trip. So we get together because it's yeah. just fun. Yeah. yeah. I call it my soul family reunions because it's, it really it feels like a place. I mean, it feels kind of like a family reunion, but it's this group of people that just get together and show up as themselves. And that's not to say that we all like, we all love each other so deeply, but there's like obviously going to be personality conflicts and little right. things like that where we just like get on each other's nerves or whatever. But because we come from this basis of just like complete and total love and acceptance, no matter what, it gives us the power to work through all of that and just have so much fun together. So it's a really special thing. So fun. So fun. And the thing with you, Kyla, is that any sometimes I'll explain concepts about me or I'll, I'll just try to, and I, you know, last time in Florida, when I'll explain things that I'm going through and you get it, I, I just can't believe sometimes you will uh mirror back to me what i what you feel that i'm saying i'm like oh shit kyla gets it man and (laughs) and i think more than anybody so um just your your understanding of and it's just not me but just how i feel about me so anyway i i have that appreciation for you that i can talk to you about stuff that that's not easy to talk about right remember we were in the pool talking about stuff yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's just one example. So anyway. About that, like yeah. what you just said there. So that's one of those things that like, I think that everything, you know, what we might consider a struggle 
is also an opportunity, you know, things like that. But like, so that ability that, that you see in me to be able to like, listen and really understand and get it and like mirror back to somebody that comes from what could be perceived as a weakness. Like the whole reason that my journey is in exploring authenticity is because I would completely lose myself in other people before where I would just like put myself in their shoes, but also like into their body, into their mind and their heart and everything. And kind of forget that Kyla was another entity that existed that had thoughts and feelings and all of that. And so that's part of how I got so good at doing that. And now that I'm balancing out with like offering those same gifts and like listening skills to myself, it does. I think it makes it a lot more (laughs) potent, I guess. Yeah. Oh, that's super interesting how you put that. So you, so you were all about other people and you might lose yourself in them, but in that you got a skill. Yeah. Yeah. Of, yeah. 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 Where you're, you're a really good listener. And um, just this under, the understanding of these concepts is, uh, is for me, it's deep and, and, and good. So why don't you talk about, um, so when I, so I think, when we, when I first got on the podcast and when I met you, was I skating then? <laughs> well, <laughs> I think I was doing both because being on the podcast for me, I've never done anything like that. And I'm kind of in the background and I'm not um, someone I'm or introverted or yeah. right. I mean, I was, the more I do this work and the more I do tapping and th- this kind of work, the more extroverted I, I, I become, but um but things were flowing for me after that. And boy, did they really start flowing for me. And I really got into, I call it a magical time mm-hmm. in my life where things just lined up, lined up for me. And um, not without challenges, but I remember what, I'll just say what I remember. Then you tell me what you were going through. I remember you were trying a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. And you are so open about what you are trying and your vulnerability. That's another thing about you is you will, you don't fake it. If you're going through some shit, you're going to share it. And I think you, I, yeah. So talk to me about when I, when we first met you, when I first met you, what you were going through and your experience there. Sure. So I said that like I had just left a message, a message, a marriage at that time in my life. And so I was in this new point where I was kind of rediscovering myself, not just outside of the context, because I also have kids. And so I kind of it felt like at times lost myself in these roles of like wife and mother and like everything that I was being for everybody else. So when I came out of that relationship and had this time on my own and like the kids were going back and forth 50, 50. And so I had like actual time to myself with myself. It like, it could have gone lots of different ways, but I knew that if I didn't start really diving in and and deciding who I am, who I want to be, what are my interests, what are my passions, all these different kinds of things, then, then I could, you know, anyway, I didn't want to find out what would happen if I didn't do that. So I did, I started exploring lots of different things. Um, both like personally and professionally, you know, I went through like a big exploration around my sexuality and, you know, relationships and intimacy and uncovering all these things that I hadn't seen that were like 
you know, rooted in my past or relationships with my parents or different things and how those were affecting relationships that I was having in the present day. So starting to kind of uncover that and then play with different ideas of what relationships could look like and how I wanted to show up in them, like with different dynamics. That was, that was a big focus of my exploration at the time. And then also um, I was, I had been a stay at home mom for four and a half years. Um, And then was in this position where I needed to start bringing my own income and supporting myself and supporting my kids. And that was a whole journey um, where, I mean, there was some, I guess, like relief in the beginning because there was some, you know, spousal support, like right after our relationship, like right after our divorce, but that came to an end shortly thereafter. And so it really was like do or die, you know? And so or not die, but <laughs> it felt that it way. It feels like, that way, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It right. felt like stakes were high. And so I did, I experimented with a lot of different things. I did, I found a job doing hospital new, newborn photography and really loved that. But what I see is just like kind of how you were talking about moving from one level to the next. Like I will dive into something and then grow, 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 and feel myself expanding beyond it and just recognize that it's time to move on to the next thing. So I've done a lot of that. And a lot of the times when I have been the least happy um, was when I was trying to hold on to those things too tightly past the point that they were good for me, you know, right. Wow. Past the point that they were serving me or I was serving them anymore. And so I, I did that a little bit with that job, but had been kind of starting to leverage these other skills that I did study in school a little bit. Like I, one of my degrees was journalism, mass comm and like electronic media production was the concentration. So I had some um, kind of basic graphic design and marketing skills that I had picked up back in school. And then when I was staying at home with the kids, I started doing some freelancing. So I had these skills and I just really wanted to start putting them to work and seeing what I could do with them. And I had like one of the ways that I got in contact with Gary and Joshua was, I mean, I reached out to them with questions in the beginning, but then I offered to like help out in the Facebook page, like making social media content and stuff like that. So I'd started kind of building on these skills um, but there came a point where I was like ready to just leap. And so I just did it. You know, I quit my job and I went to work um, for Gary part time and then just kind of trusted, took this, you know, had a lot of faith that everything was going to work out the way that it needed to for everything else. And it did. It did for a long time. Um, just kind of putting myself out there and seeing what I could do. Like, can I try this here? Yeah. OK, that's working out. Let's do a little bit more of that. Can I try this over here? I can try it, but I kind of fell on my face. Maybe that's not the way to go. Yeah. So it was just this time of real like experimentation. And luckily I, yeah, just had a a support system to like be there with me and help both like lift me up and keep me grounded at the same time (laughs) while I was kind of bouncing around trying all these different things. So I don't know. Who was your support system? Well, like my parents and I had really good, like a couple of really good friends around me. And like, so just from different angles, the people that I surrounded with myself with, like the relationships that I was building up as this new version of me uh, helped. Yeah. Helped me feel, I guess, safer in, in doing that. Whereas previously, like when I would try new things, I would just go out on my own, you know, be like, fuck what everybody else thinks. And, and I still had a little bit of that <laughs> during that time, but because I was so insecure about it falling apart that I didn't want to tell anybody about oh, it. I, when I first yeah. started learning to just be really open and not like be less afraid, be less concerned with what people are thinking of me or whether or not they would approve of my decision. So 
Yeah. So it was a pivotal time. Yeah. I think this is good. So good to hear because uh, the, the, for, you know, we're both entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and to, you know, for entrepreneurs, um, I, these stories are, are very good to hear and your journey is very good to hear. And, um, <clears throat> you know, when we were doing the podcast, we would just share where we're, what we're going through in our, you know, and um, be honest about, oh yeah, we're struggling. We might be struggling here. We might be, tr- we're trying this out now, you know, and we share that. And p- everyone who listened to, you know, Gary's podcast, which I think there's value in, in, in listening to that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what I want to do, I, I think is share a few stories about how this idea of like, I'll start with one that a time in my life, and I want to share maybe three each. You know, obviously, if there's less or more, that's fine. But to start off with three each, and maybe we could take turns. Yeah. Um, of when we we wanted something maybe, and then we we were trying and efforting, and then we stopped and kind of uh, did more of the Joshua, Abraham or whatever felt to us type of idea that when we're trying and when we're uh, trying to make things happen and also for maybe the, I don't want to say wrong reasons, but maybe it's, uh, we want to get something that we think we want, Mm -hmm. but maybe our true inner self might have another idea of it. So just kind of letting, getting ourselves out of our own way Mm -hmm. and just letting go more of it's a, to use a overused word is surrender, but that word uh, really says it sums it up for me, I believe. So what, one example I'll give, and this is, I'll start with the earliest one way back in the day. Uh, I remember there was a time when I was dating a lot. I don't even know if you know this story, who knows you've heard all my stories, but a <laughs> uh, long story short, I was dating a lot and I wanted to like, how come I can't find a girl that I don't like? And, and, oh, I would, you know, date someone else. And I was just looking for a girlfriend. Like this is boy, man, this is, you know, this was like when I was maybe uh, 18, 19, something like that. 19, 18, 19, 20. And, and it wasn't working out. It was just, and I, I remember I spent years doing that a few years of just, you know, trying to date, trying to find someone to like, and it wasn't working out. So what I did was uh, I started my recording studio. And now I guess I'm using these law of attraction. uh, I'm using the law of attraction approach, but I didn't do it on purpose. What I did was I started working on my uh, something that I loved and I forgot about a girlfriend and I forgot about dating and I, and I started a passion was my recording studio and music. And I just got into that. Mm-hmm. And what happened after that was I met someone and I met someone else. And then I met Kelly, you know, uh-huh. and, and which, you know, which led to, and then we got married and we were, you know, Kelly's the love of my life and all that. So, so how that, how I see that happening is when we're trying to force something, we're actually in our own way. And, and uh, getting out of our own way and the way I got out of my own way was I forgot about it. Mm-hmm. I forgot about what I wanted. And this also this idea um, from Abraham Hicks would say, when you 
when you know what you don't want, you know what you do want. And your inner self knows, our inner self knows everything that we want. Mm -hmm. And it knows the fastest way to get there. And so uh, when I stopped trying and when I just got, and, and but she would also, uh, they would, Abraham Hicks would also say that when you've been doing it for a while, the vision of what you want becomes even stronger, uh, not vision, but they call it like it's in the vortex, like it's yeah. there for you. And if you've been, let's say you've been trying something for three years, well, the other side of that three years is even a stronger, uh, I guess, uh, a stronger manifestation of, of what that is. Mm. Um, if you've been trying something for a week or two, it might not be as strong. So I guess the other end of the struggle is something kind of grand and, and big. Yeah. Um, and so when I, so this struggle, this struggling of trying to find someone I, I loved or liked for a couple years, um, even if it, even if I wasn't finding that person, mm. it was on the other side of the, you know, of, it was on the other side there waiting for me. And waiting for me to just let go and align and get out of my own way. So sometimes Abraham Hicks would say, don't even think about what you want. You know, forget if you want to find a girlfriend, you got to forget the girlfriend and be happy where you are and find that self-love. And I guess for me, that was the fulfillment that I was having. And instead of thinking, uh, instead of really trying to get a girlfriend that might complete, complete me or something like that. So as soon as I got out of my own way. And I did these things uh, with my recording studio. Shit started happening, and one led to one led to another to Kelly. So that's just one story. Yeah. So that I, in that, did you say was there like a moment when you realized, God, I got to give this up, or did it just no. your attention just kind of naturally shifted to what what you were passionate about? It, it just doing? naturally shifted. Yeah. I wasn't even trying to make anything happen. I was just I kind of gave up because it was nothing was working out, and yeah. then. I, you know, the studio and the recording studio just came there, came into existence and I just mm -hmm. went for it. Yeah. Made myself happy. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Because imagine how differently things could have gone if you would have just stayed so focused, like the recording studio stuff might not even been able to get in because of your focus on this other thing, you know, and that would have radically altered the trajectory. Like That's true. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Thanks. Um, so I was trying to, th I, I have, I have a couple, um, stories. And so one of my, like from a couple years ago, I had, so talking about being entrepreneurs, like I have, I guess, tried and failed in quotes a few times at this entrepreneurship journey, you know, or like where I've had to, or chosen to, I guess, go back into the working world. So it's been these, what's felt like stops and starts. And so there's been some, what has felt like struggle involved in that, like on both sides. Um, but so I had, I was working at a job and like starting to feel discontented with it, like starting to feel the call to go out on my own and do my own thing again. Um, but had kind of seen what happened in the past when I did that before I was ready. So it was one of those situations where I held on a little bit past the point that I should have, you know, um, just out of fear. And so I ended up being let go from that job, which was a huge shock felt like, a you know, like this terrible thing. Um, and so I immediately started trying to 
like force my own thing happening. You know, I like that day, I don't even remember, like, I was like, okay, I have to do this, 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 and this, and like all these things to get myself set up to start, like have my own business in place and yada, yada, yada. And after about a month of like, just trying to like force it into existence, it just wasn't happening. And so there came this point of surrender where I just was like, maybe it's not meant to be, maybe I am supposed to have a job for some reason, you know, even though like saying job made me want to be like, (laughs) Um, yeah, but so, so I just like, in surrender, start got online one day and started applying for jobs, but like still had a bit of a little attitude with the universe about it. <laughs> um, <coughs> excuse me. But so I, uh, the kinds of jobs I was applying for was like skills that I had that were not necessarily fully creative and the things that I wanted to do, but I thought that would be the easiest job to get. So I was kind of just like applying for I had call center experience. And so I applied for a call center job that seemed like it was well-paying, you know, and like these other jobs that weren't really what I was interested in, but as my way of just like kind of hanging on to what I want, I guess, or I don't, in the moment, it just felt natural. Like I just uploaded my creative resume, but had all my skills on it, even though it wasn't necessarily tailored to those jobs. It's just kind of what I was inspired to do. Um, And so I, never heard anything back from any of that kind of surrendered even more. It was because uh, I went in this series of events where my mom ordered something for the boys and asked me to go pick it up for her at Kohl's. So I went into Kohl's and I saw they had a hiring sign and I was like, Oh, you guys are hiring. How much do you pay? And they're like, well, do you want to interview right now? And so I got in it. Like I had an interview and I got hired on the spot <laughs> to work at Kohl's for the holiday season. And I was like, okay, where's this taking me? Because Kohl's obviously isn't my dream job, but it's something, it's better than nothing. I mean, so maybe it's a sign towards something. And so I had my first day at Kohl's and this is probably like a month and a half after that day where I had applied to jobs online. Um, And so I went in for my first day at Kohl's and I was like, oh my God, what am I doing here? I can't do this. I can't work at Kohl's. Like something has to happen. And then I was driving home and like, so that's what I was thinking the whole time during my shift. And I was driving home and I was just like, I give up, you know, like, whatever I'm here. This must be where I'm meant to be. Okay, let's do this. All right. I'm a Kohl's employee, you know, and I got home and my phone rang and somebody, it was a recruiter who had seen one of my applications for those other jobs. And she was like, you know, that job isn't going to work for you, but I have this other job that would be perfect. And that's this job that I just came out of right before I started my business, where I learned all of these skills, all of this structure, all of the discipline, everything that I needed in order to be able to go out and do things on my own, like for real this time. Oh, uh, yeah. So like, because I relaxed in lots of different ways, relaxed in being willing to apply for jobs, relaxed into just like accepting that maybe this Coles thing is for me, um, relaxed into all these different things. This job showed up that was just 100% perfect for me in that moment. I could have asked for anything better, a better group of people to work with. So, so that's my story, I guess, oh. of the time that I relaxed and then everything just kind of flowed in. Yeah. Wow. So I'm um, sorry. I was, I got a little message that said, our meeting is going to be done in 10 minutes unless I upgrade. And I'm like, so I'm upgrading while you're talking, but I'm listening. <laughs> so, cause I don't want this to, you know, I don't want this to end. So I, um, so, so you relaxed and things worked out. So relaxing yes. and okay. So, and when you talked about, you know, having kind of an attitude about the job and you're like, oh, 
that's I, so my next story is just t- totally relates to that. Mm-hmm. So when I had the recording studio, I had it because I was going to do music back then. I was in my 20s and I was going to do music for the rest of my life. I was never going to have that nine to five. Hell no. Yeah. And long story short, I got to the end of that. I think it was six years. And I'm like, I'm not growing anymore. I need to do something else. I need, I don't know. I don't know what it is. So I closed down my recording studio and I'm like, okay, I was at that time I was living with Kelly and I had to come up with rent. And so I started to get temp work. And so as I'm getting temp work, I'm, I'm like, I want to find something that I love and a job, a nine to five job, something, or, or yeah, I was just thinking of some kind of a job that I would like and fulfill me. And the temp work, I was having a hard time because in my experience, they weren't treating temps uh, that nicely. And you don't feel like you belong to the company. And I don't know, it was, you know, it was a tough experience for me. It was my dark night of the soul, Mm -hmm. I guess, for the biggest one in my life. Um, Because not right in the beginning, but that lasted for a few years. I was lost. And then I still had my musical equipment. So I tried to start a jingles business. And I got, you know, I, I would send out, I would make a demo and I send it out to different uh, ad agencies and, and that failed miserably. Like, and I had never failed like that before. Cause when I did my recording studio, that shit just did pretty fast. And I got, got clients pretty relatively fast. And, and so uh, I lost hope in myself and I would tr- everything I tried. And then I'm, I'm not happy with these, these tap jobs. And I wasn't making a lot of money. I was broke. And so two years out of this, I realized, you know, my way is not working. And law of attraction says you can't attract a better situation from stress and struggle and fear and worry. So I'm like, all right, man, I'm going to do this other, this other uh, way. And w- which is to let go and to and, and feel better, mm-hmm. feel better. And so, you know, and I tell the story, well, I told the story in my last pod, podcast episode and I've told it before, but it's just my, this is my story. This is my dark night of the soul story. And I guess, you know, saying it out loud, uh, it, you can't say it that too many times because there's, a, there's something to be really learned from, I think for, for me. And it was a big moment in my life when I said, all right, I'm just, I'm going to let go of the struggle. And so what I did was I would drive around Kyla in my car and I would park at nice places where I had nice views. And I would just, you know, you know, maybe in nature or just, uh, I remember one place I parked, there was a lot of deer walking around and it was, it was very peaceful. And I would sit in my car and I would chill out and I would, uh, chill out, maybe meditate, maybe listen to music. I wasn't doing that before. I was kind of struggling and I was just on the grind, right? We know the grind and I've done the grind before. And so again, a couple years of just of these experiences with these temp jobs and the struggle. um, The other side of that was something that once I, in, in this experience, once I let go and practiced feeling better for no reason, mm. things happened relatively quickly. But I will say that as I'm in that car chilling out, or if I'm in a park and I'm just maybe meditating or just 
being in nature and, and feeling peaceful, I had that voice, that other voice saying, dude, hit the pavement. What are you doing? You have to figure out what you, you need to make more money. You got to figure out how you're going to pay the bills. You got to figure out to, what you want and how to, you got to make it happen. So it's that action journey that there's that voice. I think a lot of us have. And the other voice is you don't deserve to feel good until you get what you want. Right. You don't deserve right. to feel good. So what was my job? I, I figured out my job wasn't to figure out my next move. My job was to feel better and temper that voice. Mm-hmm. So just in spite of that voice, I'm going to still do that work. And then once I did that for a few weeks and shit started working out, right? I got, got this one job. It was really good. And then I got a better job and then a really good job that, you know, uh, that I loved. And I was there for six or seven years and I made enough money to feel good enough to, uh, just established enough to marry Kelly and buy a car and get, get myself together. And, and uh, anyway, so that was a huge one for me. That was a huge one for me where I'm like, this law of attraction shit works. If, if you do it the right way, you know, and you know, there's a lot of, you know, law of attraction. People talk about it in so many different ways and there's so many teachers of it. And I, and if I may say, um, I think people's understanding of it can be, can be the trying really hard, you know, like the vision board yeah. can be trying really hard yeah. or uh, repeating affirmations 50 times yeah. or visualizing what you want and focusing on it every day. So tell me what, why is that sometimes counter to our understanding of kind of getting closer to what we want? Yeah. I mean, even the, like, even the next level of that, which is what helped me get to where I am today, but the like processing beliefs in order to figure out what's underneath the fear so that I can release the fear. Like I even took that to an extreme that was like counterproductive, you know? Um, but cause what I'm finding for myself is the more that I can, I mean, like, take my attention off of it. And that that's different for me than just sticking my head in the sand. Cause I've done that too, yeah. you know, where I just try to completely ignore something and hope it goes away. And it's not the same thing. It's where I can look at any situation in my life with like, like honest and be honest with myself about it. Like, this is where I am, you know, and it's okay if it hurts and it's okay if I don't like it and it's okay if I want something different, but this is where I am right now. And the more that I can just like relax into the acceptance of that, the the more and and then that opens me up to being able to see how it could actually possibly be for me and then that opens me up to like relax and not shut out all these other possibilities because i'm so focused on this one thing that i think that i want you know or these things that i think that i don't want when i can just like completely and totally accept everything as it is like this is just where we are right now because what i've seen so many times because i am like I am just very introspective, you know, like sometimes to the extreme. But what I have seen is that a the source of so much of my like discontent and sadness and all these things that I've experienced is from wanting something, you know, and like even things that are perfect. Everything is perfectly valid to want, but like wanting something and then feeling like I'm not getting it. That's what causes like 99% of my, <laughs> you know, cause it's at this core level of it's probably love, acceptance, approval, safety, whatever it is, you know, but that might have the face of a relationship on it. Like 
Uh, when I want love, I think that I want a boyfriend or when I want safety, I think that I have to have a house or whatever it is. Um, but so just kind of like taking a step back and being okay that I want these things and being okay that maybe they're not here just yet in the way that I think they should be. That's gone so far, wow. like a lot farther than the affirmations and trying to make myself feel better and like trying to attract these things to me. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Well, I mean, you, you just touched on a great point, and that is that, you know, this idea that what we think we want, like, let's say I want to bring in more money into my life, which this is one of my challenges right now. And then we have our idea of how that's going to happen, right? <laughs> oh, I, you know, with my business or this way. And that is when we're in our own way often, because mm -hmm. this idea that when we consciously try to figure this shit out, mm -hmm. we are not utilizing the power of the universe, that the magical part that once we get out of our own way, um, we can get what we want, probably not the way that we thought yeah. that it was going to happen, maybe not, or may, and especially in my experience, not the timing, you know. I might think I'm ready for something. I have so many examples of that. Oh um, but when I let go and let go of my timing of it, yeah. uh, something will come, an experience will come into my, in, 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 you know, when I let go and then experience come into my experience and then I will follow that journey. And that and I realized when I look back, that helped me get closer to what I want. Mm -hmm. So this surrender and what you just talked about of, uh, letting go strongly of what we want and maybe what that might look like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So like, I mean, that kind of ties into another of my, my examples, story examples is that, so when I, so that job that I talked about that I got, that was perfect for me. I worked there for two years and then reached that point again, where I had expanded beyond it was feeling this calling again held on maybe a little bit too long and then was kind of like thrust into, you know, by the universe, just like, it's time you're going. And so I like launched this business as it is now. And it was a real challenge in the beginning. Like I had a couple clients, but, and, you know, consistent enough, but it was just like, it was repeating this pattern that I've had in my life where it's like, expansion, contraction, expansion, contraction, especially in terms of finances. And so I, I mean, I did a similar thing where I kind of like at first dove in and tried to like do all the things all the right ways so that I could start getting more clients and start building my business. Right. And, you know, right. It was just, it was a really interesting time where I, where again, like in those times, the, the challenge and the struggle, that's always when I learned the most about myself. Um, and yeah, so, totally. So like I did like, and so I was like remembering a lot more than ever before, like, okay, I don't have to like make myself miserable. You know, it's not going to bring me what I want doing things that way. So I can step back and relax. I can take breaks. I don't have to be on my laptop from, you know, seven 30 in the morning until eight at night, just right. so I can feel like I'm doing something. Um, Being productive. So Right. And so like things did start to grow and I started to have a little bit more sense of like, okay, okay, we're getting places. Um, and then right as things, it felt like I was at this pivotal point where things were just starting to like, things were on the horizon. They weren't quite here yet, but I could see them. 
And then this was probably just a couple months ago where like, you know, I would have one really good month and then it would be back to kind of bare bones, but I could see that the good months were coming. They were on the way. Um, and, but it was kind of a bare bones time. And then I was driving my kids to school one morning and somebody ran into my car and completely totaled it. And it like, I, I, yeah, it was a lot to process. How long ago was this? This was a couple months ago. So like, yeah, Same. Like three months ago. Really? Really? A month, a month ago. But, it, but anyway, that's so funny. And isn't oh my it, God. Okay. Isn't it funny how it comes at those times? Because I like, yes. I had, I had meetings coming up. I had prospective clients that I thought that I was going to get, but I had like $50 in my bank account, you know? And like, it was just one of those times where it's like, okay, I gotta, you know, like, where the energy is ramping up to like, okay, what is it going to work out? Is it going to work? And then, and then that happened. Right. And I was just like, what the fuck? Right. You know? Yes, I do. Like, not only am I still like challenged, quote unquote, with like getting clients and running my business and the audience, but now I like have doctor's visits and car insurance to deal with and like, and not having a ride. And <laughs> but anyway, and so like, Luckily, it was just a four hour period right after that happened because my kids were with me. Their dad took them so that I could deal with the stuff. Um, I got like the I got the immediate things settled. And then I came home and I just sat and like stared at the wall and I was just like spinning like and had that feeling of like, oh, my God. OK, what do I do? I got to do this. I got to do that. And then I like and then I saw what was happening inside. Like I'm getting better and better and better at observing myself, like kind of taking a step outside of myself, seeing what's happening, recognizing the reactions in my body that then fuel the thoughts and emotions. And so if I can like kind of calm my body first and then open up space for new thoughts and reaction like emotions. Um, and so I just like went and sat outside and just decided not to think about any of it just to like sit and exist. And just like, that was the only thing that I had to do right then in that moment. And so I just sat there and like stared, you know, and just kind of like let myself feel whatever I was feeling. And then I, it was like one thought led to another thought led to another thought. And then I was like, cause I think it occurred to me, like, do I have anything I could sell? You know, cause I thought, okay, I'm going to have to get a rental car. Do I have anything I could sell to like <laughs> at least cover the cost of a rental car or whatever. And then, so I was just kind of like thinking about what's in my garage. And then I was like, I, and so anyway, long story short, one thought led to another thought led to another thought. And I was like, what about a design? What if I could come up with a simple design that I could just like put on t-shirts and maybe somebody would want to buy t-shirts. And cause like in the town where I live, that's the thing that you'll see happen a lot where like, it's a really community in a lot of ways, like really like it's a small knit community and they love helping each other out. So there was precedent for that. I'd seen that it could like that it happened before. And so I was like, and so that led to another thing, led to another thing. And I just like, without getting stressed out and trying to force anything to happen, I just like thought about it and then had an idea for a design, went and sat down and like made it on my computer. And then like, and so I already had some pieces in place from the other times that I thought um, so like I had a website in place, but like I made this design, I put it on t-shirts, magnets, whatever, and whatever. And then I just posted it in a community group and then walked away from it. I was in, and like in the group, I was like, I was honest. I was like, I was in a car wreck. I'm having some fear. This is my way of dealing with my fear. If you see something cute and you want to buy it and like, help me out, that would be great. And so I did. And on my website, which I had a shop on for like six months, and the only person that had bought anything from it was me. <laughs> like, um, I went from like 
two sales to myself to in that day in a span of 24 hours, 31 people went to that website and bought something. And like in a day I had $600 in my bank account from that, you know? And so like, it was just, it just showed me what was possible, like from the very beginning to the end, because like, I don't think any of that would have happened if I hadn't just like stopped and gotten outside of myself and like, just relaxed and like, taken all the pressure off in that moment, you know, cause that that's what opened up the space for the ideas to flow in for me to have the energy to go do it. Like yeah. it was, yeah. So, so I, I have two questions for you. The first one is so, and boy, and I've thought about this a lot too, cause I was just in a crash and it was my fault. Uh, um, and that's when your insurance goes up, but I was going to so going through so many similar things that you're going through. And I thought about, you know, okay, what, what's, what's the lesson? What, why did I go through this? And I have my idea, but I would like to hear your idea of, and we're talking about you, you're saying it's funny, the timing of it. Like when you're, mm-hmm. when you're half 50 bucks in your bank yeah. account or, or checking account, banking account, and then that happens. So what's going on there? What do you think's going on there? Well, I think it was a lot of different things. I think it was just trust, like, you know, an exercise in trust. For me, I think it was an exercise in vulnerability because I, I love helping other people, but I'm not always honest when I need help, you know, or it's not always easy for me to ask for help in that way. Um, so I think that was part of it. And then also, I've so, you're, you're, so you're saying the crash happened so that you can practice tr- trust. Right. And, okay. Practice trust that things are going to work out, that everything really does happen for a reason. And no matter how shitty this seems in this moment. Right. There is a reason and it's going to work out. You right. Know? Um, so that was one, one part of it. I think that like being willing to ask for help was another part of it. Cause that's right. something that's hard for me to do without shame. I could ask for help, but I would ask in this, like, I'm not worthy. Please take pity on me kind of way rather than an empowered, like, this is what the situation is. You don't have to help me, but if you want to, here's how you can. Um, so that was another part of it. And then the third part of it was like, <laughs> honestly, I came out on top in that, <laughs> like my car was totaled. I got a check for $4,000 from the, like above the value from like what I owe to my car and the value of it. I got a check for $4,000. I found a car that was just like my old car, but had a sunroof and was less expensive. Hell yeah. And those two clients that I was going to like, was supposed to meet with that day that I was freaking out about. Like I did end up meeting with them and I got their business and like even more. So it was just, so it was a yeah. lot of different things where like, there's a lot of different ways we're looking back now. It's easy to look back now and see all of that it was right. a lot in that moment, you know, but like, there were so many ways that I can see now that it was almost like that it was perfectly orchestrated by the cosmos to like that had to lead to that had to lead to that had to lead to that. And so, yeah, that's so cool. And then the idea that again, the idea, I just, you like, stopping thought and going outside and whatever happens happens and just being is my version of sitting in my car and chilling out the same exact thing mm-hmm. instead of you know and this idea that i talk about and every a lot of people talk about this idea of acting from inspiration instead of motivation right mm-hmm. motivation is how am i going to get money and how am i going to take care of this car and what am i going to do and rent a car and how am i going to bring money in for this and that's like comes from fear and shoulds and trying. Mm -hmm. And then what you did was you chilled out and like, 
then you got inspiration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You- and it's funny because it can, it can feel like a real fine line between the two. You know? like- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yes. I, I think that's a big component of it is like, and that, that does take maybe some work, uh, like inner work kind of, but in terms of like recognizing what is a true inspiration, you know, and what is being motivated by fear. Totally. Uh, and, and practice. Yeah. Yeah. But really like what it all boils down for me, the where I've gotten to now and the quickest like go-to for me to be able to discern if I need to discern is like, I can feel something in my body. When an idea comes to me, I can feel my heart open or I can feel myself like tensed up. And so to me, that's, that's Uh like a, it's almost like a cheat sheet to figuring out is this inspiration or is this an urge as Joshua would call it, you know? Uh, And how long have you, you, do you have, how long have you been able to do that? Well, so I've done different variations of it for a while where like a long time ago, probably around the same time that I started listening to Joshua, there was this other woman. um, So like Joshua and this other woman, her name was Melanie Tanya Evans or something. They were my introduction to these kinds of ideas. Um, so it wasn't until much later that I heard Abraham, but this other woman was talking about muscle testing. And so it's where you take your fingers on one hand and link them with your fingers on the other hand. And then, yeah, you pull. And if it slips apart, that means that it's a no from your body. And if it like stays together, it's a yes. And so that's the first time that I realized that kind of power was inside of me, you know, or that that guidance could come from inside in that way. Um, And so for a long time, I would do that when I had a question, but then some, I don't even know when it was, but somewhere along the way, like I just started getting more grounded in my body in general. Cause I liked before to live up in the clouds, you know, and, and just kind of numbed out or ignored the body, the signals that my body were sending me. So as I became more attuned to what was happening actually inside of me physically and the relationship that that had to then the emotional and the spiritual sides too, that's when it got easier to just like feel into my chest, you know? Um, and like, yeah. So yeah, it's a gradual process, but yeah. You know, and you know, as we're talking about this, you know, lots of times often, when you kind of try to, when we try to apply this letting go part and the, and the surrender part, um, number one, it's when, when you're first trying this, and even now it's very uncomfortable, the unknown. So mm-hmm. getting comfortable in the unknown yeah. is uh, something to be practiced. And it's a skill to, to keep practicing because it's not a comfortable thing. Yeah. What the hell? And let, and that's why I think we want to problem solve so much. It's because um, we want to know, we want to pro- figure it out. Um, and so we, so it's hard to chill out, and it's not. It can be, and it's especially when you're in when you when you're in a situation maybe where uh, you need to bring in money or you need something is dire. That's the that's the time to chill out, but it, but that's the double-edged sword because that's the hardest time to chill out sometimes. Right. Especially in this. And I think that things are changing, but in this society that we all like live in, that has been the like traditional way of doing things. You, you 
are supposed to go out there and make it happen. You know, yeah. if you sit back, then you're lazy. And so it's understandable that we have all these beliefs built up about why that is what we should be doing. Totally. Um, but yeah, I was thinking that earlier when you were telling your first story about how much courage it actually takes to be willing to rest, relax, focus on feeling good, you know, and get everything in place internally before then going out and doing anything in the world. But it takes so much courage to be able to relax into that and exist in the unknown. Cause it, it really does. Yeah. It can be, it can be a lot, <laughs> you know, just yeah. like not only dealing with our own feelings about it, but then the questions from people around us, right. or, you know, so. Yeah. And how are we being perceived and caring mm -hmm. about that? So then you have to learn not to, not mm -hmm. to care as much and keep working mm -hmm. on not caring what and trusting that where you yeah. are. And often what happens is you try to do this and then you might like the idea of chilling out, raising your vibration, feeling better. Then you'll get inspiration. Sometimes you don't get inspiration right away. Like you chilling out and you got it right. You got it faster. And I think it's because you've been practicing this for many, many, many years. Yeah. Um, often you're chilling out and two weeks pass by and it doesn't come when you think it should come. And yeah. then you're, you're, then you're challenged again. Like, is this working? Do my, I need to, do I need to hit the pavement and go back to problem solving, mm -hmm. figuring it out. And then you're like, no, I tried that, you know? And then, but so that part it, it's again, that's our timing, not yeah. the universal timing. That uh, is another thing to, to practice. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And I think you're, you're right. But like, I mean, not all of my things have yeah. come that quickly. Right. <laughs> you know? right. So I want to yeah. make that very clear. That yeah. was one example, but it does not always operate that way. But like, what I'm figuring out for myself is just as powerful for me, if not more so, like I said, that trust is one of the lessons from that. And so, yes, there is this idea of trust in the universe and like everything that everything is going to work out. But even like what's been, I think the biggest propeller or whatever, like giving me the most momentum in this past year for me is building trust in myself to be okay, no matter what happens, to be okay. If I get what I want to be okay, if I don't get what I want to be okay, if something comes out of left field, yeah. you know, yeah. um, just like no matter what to be okay. And to be able to handle it like emotionally inside of myself, like that, that ability is what helps me when I am doing, when it feels like I am just suspended in not knowing anything, you know, yeah. uh, just knowing that no matter what, like, I have my own love and acceptance and I will be okay. Um, yeah. Powerful. <laughs> and the more we kind of prove it to ourselves, the more you practice it, then the more you can, yeah. you can trust. You're like, okay, I've been through this before. And when I've let go, things have worked out. Yeah. And it's a little different now, but this is the work. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll talk about what I'm going through now. So um you know, I'm coming out of that. Oh, I'm out of that skating period, mm -hmm. and my business has changed. How I'm getting clients has changed, and so I think here's the thing, though this this the time that I have to keep reminding myself that uh, because sometimes when you think, sometimes you think with a law of attraction or whatnot, you'll get to a point where. Oh, I got it. And I'm, 
I'm aligning high. And so I'm set boy. Yeah. You know? And then when, yeah. Yeah. And then when things don't work out, you're like, Oh, you think something's wrong. Right. But thanks to again, Joshua and Gary and the idea of what happens is happening for you. That's, I mean, that's huge. Right. Kyla, like we have to keep remembering that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then, because, and I mentioned this before the question of why is this happening to me instead of how is this for me? Mm-hmm. You know, the questions we ask ourselves can be disempowering or empowering and, mm-hmm. and limiting and keeps us stuck or keeps us open. So mm-hmm. how, why is this happening for me is kind of a victim thing and th- think something's happening wrong. Why is this happening to me? And how is this for me? Kind of, it opens up your heart, like you mentioned before and kind of, okay. And sometimes you don't have that answer, but it's, but the idea of, okay, maybe a statement or an affirmation that okay, I know this is for me and maybe I don't know how yet, right? Yeah. But yeah. So what's happening with me now is just the idea of the changing my, my business in a different way mm-hmm. and growing more. So the reason why this is good because we're always reaching for new levels. And if you can't skate forever, you just can't and grow at the same time because you have to challenge yourself and you have to like reach for new levels. Mm-hmm. And you, and also, you, I don't know, for me, if you're skating for so long, you can get complacent and you can stop challenging yourself because, you know, and yeah. I mean, it, and not uh, it's. You, yeah. So and, and I don't mean that as a judgmental self judgment way, but you're just skating and you're, you're just doing fine. There's no challenges. So mm-hmm. so we have to see the challenging parts or at least try to as, OK, this is for me. This is the next part of my journey. How can I relax into this? How can I even enjoy it? And how can I not stress the fuck out? <laughs> right? Mm-hmm, yeah. And that's the work. Not, again, to, I remind myself not to figure out how to bring in more money, which is where I'm at right now. Yeah. Is to, oh, I got to, I haven't practiced this in a while because I have been skating. So, you know, and yeah. so being, living day by day and, doing the work to feel better. And I go, I, and I have this power walk that I do. I go for a walk and I do all my little tools. And my, my last episode was on the power walk and just to feel better. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then trust what comes is, is happening for you. And, you know, so, so I just, again, I wanted to make this episode to talk about, to talk about this stuff when I'm not skating and when I'm not, and when things are challenging and that's where I am now. Yeah. Yeah. So what are the aspects of your business that light you up the most? Because I think what you were saying earlier about when you were focused on this thing that you wanted with like a relationship and then this passion came in, you know, and so what are the aspects of your business that light you up the most? Like, what are the parts that you really love doing? Yeah. Um, It's the idea of if someone's looking for it, it's the idea of self-empowerment, like, Mm -hmm. like that these tools, the stuff that we're talking about, if anyone's ready, uh, I love to help people get there and feel more self-empowered and how to get where they want to be. And so my, I, I'm excited about this idea of leading edge law of attraction principles with faster EFT tapping, mm-hmm. which I think faster EFT tapping is an amazing system to allow us to live these principles. Yeah. You know, is one, and there's different systems and tools that people use. 
So I, I'm excited about the combination of this and sharing it with people. And I love my sessions and my one-on-ones. I think I need to uh, expand more into group stuff and maybe go on a bigger stage in a bigger way. I don't know what that's going to look like. I have ideas, but I'm not forcing it. Yeah. And um, and I'm not trying to figure out how that's going to happen. But yeah, so that's it. So this just self-empowerment has been my passion because when people have blocks and when people are stuck or when people have trauma from their past uh, that is keeping us in patterns, keeping them in patterns, because lots mm -hmm. of our stuff from our past is keeping us in patterns that we don't like mm -hmm. and we don't know how to get out of it. And I, when I found Faster EFT Tapping System, I thought, oh, my God, we can actually go back and change how we hold these traumas and turn it around, change the story of that so that we're not attracting from that place. We're attracting from a better place. And so, yeah, I'm just passionate about that. That mm -hmm. turns me on and yeah. sharing that with people who, who want that. Yeah. yeah, I see that. I've seen you do some, some sessions. Like I've had, I've had one or two with you. And then also just, it brings me joy watching you do what you do. I, I, Cause you have your own unique, like, flavor. I know that there are a lot of like tapping practitioners and then Robert has this system that he came up with, you know, and that you've had a lot to do with that, but your unique flavor of doing it, I think is just so special because you bring not only all of the like wisdom that you have and then the practical tools that come along with EFT, but you're just like the Mark Shahada, like genuine, like you're such a safe and warm presence to be exploring that kind of stuff around. And then you also have your sense of humor that you bring into it. So it's, yeah, I, no matter what happens, I'm just, I'm, I'm glad that you exist in that realm. Cause I think it's a really needed. Really Thanks needed. Kyla. Yeah. You know, that just reminded me um, is that I've been getting, so I did this last episode podcast episode and it's, it's the first one I did in a long time where it was just me talking about a concept and sharing the yeah. power walk and I'm sitting in front of the camera and I'm talking for 15 minutes, maybe 13, 14 minutes. And, and then I had it. And I was going to release it, but I started feeling uh, a little vulnerable and a little uh, fear was coming up. And then I started getting, you know, the universe will give you some stuff that you need to, uh, that can help you. Mm -hmm. And it was basically, and I can't remember the messages, but it was just the last few days. And it's basically people who are being unapologetically themselves mm -hmm. and, and having the courage, like you're saying, having the courage to do that. And, and that was the message to me was not everyone's and I, you know, I've talked, I thought about this a lot, but this is what I needed at that time. Not everyone's going to like my style. Not everyone's going to like me. And, but some people are. And so just be yourself and whatever, screw yeah. it, just be, put it out there because I don't know. I felt some, a lots of times, and I used to feel this stronger in the past where this stuff is kind of corny and I'm talking about universe and airy fairy stuff and all my friends can see it on facebook yeah. and i don't have it's not all the our group too <laughs> the, you know it's yeah. other people who don't even buy into this stuff yeah. and you, your mind starts to think about what they're going to think and but and then and then i don't i shut that off pretty fast because we've learned how to become aware of ourselves and like all right so anyway put it out there and just if you if you dig it that's fine if you don't that's fine too Mm-hmm.
But what, yeah. so what, what turns you on? Like what, what, yeah. what gets you excited? Well, I mean, for me, it's like what I do feels like an art, you know, like to some people, it's just a website. Like when I'm designing a website, but to me, it's so much more than a website because I get to peer into somebody and bring together all these components of who they are to help them connect with somebody else who's maybe never even met them before, never had any idea about them or what they do or what they have to offer. And I get to like create this work of art out of their art, you know, or like the pieces of who they are and then foster connection between them and whoever they want to reach. Um, so that's the aspect of it that lights me up the most. And also like the people that I love working with are um, the most are people who kind of I can relate to in terms of maybe like just getting to this place where they really have started to believe in themselves and be willing to put themselves out there because that does, it takes like, that level of vulnerability that you have in sharing those podcasts or in putting yourself out there is here's this thing that I do, you know, and it feels super special to us. So the idea of somebody else not seeing it so special can feel right. really like, <laughs> right. you know, yeah. Um, but so I love getting to be along that journey with people as they are putting themselves out there in new ways, you know? And so for yeah. me, it's so much more than a website or so much more than a social media, whatever. Um, so it's that aspect of it, like getting to be alongside people while they are seeing themselves in a new light and then like fostering connection with other people from that place. Cause that's been a really important part of my journey for myself. Wow. Well, I mean, now you've shared this with me in Florida and I have to say, and you know, you know, we, we will connect on these trips and then months will go by where we don't connect, you know? <laughs> so I don't, so I, you know, I'm not with you on, on, on Mm -hmm. on your journey with you in your journey that often uh, or a lot but uh when i when i heard you talk about that in, and i hear you now talking about that in your own special kyla way <laughs> it, and then you were kind of talking about me and watching me doing it in my way what i kind of want to share with people is that i'll just speak for myself I've tried so many different things, man. <laughs> I've tried different ventures and it didn't feel natural. And I did the grind and I've tried this is doing, doing it in this way. And, and um, I guess what I want to say is that if you're in there, if you're someone working on stuff and trying stuff out, um, it's, and if it, if it doesn't click right away or even in a year or two or three or four, it's okay because it will click. And with you, Kyla, when I talk to you in Florida, I'm like, oh shit, Kyla is clicking, man. She's, and I know you, I'm not saying you haven't clicked before, but I haven't heard you in that way. And again, I haven't been with you on this journey, but, but boy, hearing you, it just sounded like it was clicking Kyla, yeah. and just how you, how you said it. And um, again, that comes if, if anyone's clicking, for most of us, it comes from all the years of not clicking and trying shit and learning and taking from this and trying something else, learning what you don't like. And, you know, what do you think? 100%. 100%. I would, yes, wholeheartedly agree with that, especially like if there is anybody listening to this now that is in that place where they're trying this and they're trying that, like 
every single thing that I have tried along this path, it's been, it's been like 10 years that I've been freelancing and like starting and stopping different things. But every single thing that I've done has like given me the foundation for what I need for where I am right now. And I, you're right. You're right. But it does feel like I'm clicking in a new way right now. And, and so that's being reflected back to me in my outer circumstances where I am entering this period of skating, like almost skating too fast where I want to pump the brakes a little <laughs> in terms of like everything that's flowing in for me right now. But the biggest, the biggest key, and it, it's, it's, you know, just like incremental growth over long periods of time that kind of adds up, but is really just seeing the value in myself. Cause I've always seen it in other people, you know, and I've always had this love and acceptance for other people, but really giving all of that to myself at the same level. And that that's, what's new for me. And that's, what's, I feel like creating all this momentum in all of these other areas. That's probably what wow. feels different when I'm talking about it is, and I, not that I don't still, I mean, like last week I was like, who am I to be saying, well, you know, right. <laughs> so I still have the imposter syndrome that does. And that's, I've just started letting that be okay. Understanding yeah. that that's a normal part of the process. It doesn't mean that I've failed or that I should just go back to, you know, it's, it's all part of the process and letting wherever I am be okay. Accepting all of it as just like part of the process is what is shifting internally for me in huge ways. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I guess the lesson is if it's not clicking, you know, ask yourself, how can I enjoy this journey? And how can I, you know, how can I know that this is for me? And how can I practice that and try to enjoy this journey? Mm-hmm. And, you know, things are, in other words, I think we'll realize that things are clicking more uh, then they seem to be or appear to be if, if you kind of look for that stuff. A hundred percent. Is that true? Yeah. Yes. A hundred percent. I mean, because I see this in myself all the time when I will think that something's not going my way. Right. I, it's because I'm like, okay, our bodies are a great example of this. Like say my elbow hurts. And so all I can think about is how my elbow hurts. When I'm thinking about how much my elbow hurts, I'm not thinking about how my fingers are functioning perfectly. Right how my eyesight, like I can still see, I can still hear. And I mean, trillions of cells in my body are operating perfectly, but all I can think about or focus on is how this one spot on my elbow hurts, you know? And that's not to say that like our elbows don't deserve love or care or attention or whatever, you know, but like remembering at the same time, like, yes, this is in this situation over here, but also there's all of this, like, where am I not recognizing where I actually do already have everything that I want? yes ma'am yeah that's awesome yeah so so you who do you think is your like if someone's out there who do you think you can help the most hmm um well i guess i don't because i have issues with the word help you know like even though i say that and i do that who can i help the most um i mean or how would you put it what's a better way that you put it well um who, well, and it's not really that much different. I just get finicky maybe, but like service, like who can I be the, the most service to? Okay. But so it's, yeah, it's somebody who has this vision of what they want. And I mean, right now it's usually like around starting a business. Cause that's what I'm interested in. That's what I'm doing. You know, like figuring out how to move from like a, a hobby into a business or like t- being able to create a living, doing what you love, like from a passion. And so somebody who has all the ideas and all the energy, but isn't quite sure what all pieces they need and how to bring it all together and make it like a fully functioning 
thing in, in terms of establishing an online presence. So the things that I, that I have the most passion for doing right now are like web design, branding and logos, um, you know, coming up like copywriting. So figuring out how to write a bio for yourself and all the different spots on a website that you need the text for. I mean, so, so I don't know if I'm answering your question. <laughs> I clearly need to work on my elevator speech. <laughs> good. Good for you. No, you did. <laughs> people who are just, you, you said it when, well, what I heard was mm-hmm. if people are just starting out and they're thinking about uh, bringing their passion, uh, their passion into a business or, mm-hmm. you know, just starting something out, new, new entrepreneurs, new people right. who are just, even maybe considering how to bring what they love into maybe a, a, a venture. I mean, I'm not saying it as good as you would, but. (laughs) Well, because in addition to like one of my favorite parts of all of that, in addition to like creating a website for you, I love like meeting with you and being there alongside you while you are figuring out so many of these things for yourself. It's not just me with all the answers, giving it to you. Like, yeah, I might be the one with the technical skills to be able to like bring it to life, bring it to reality, but getting to like ask you questions, then watch as you discover for yourself what exactly you want all of this to be just kind of like bringing it, making the vision clearer. Yeah. And, you know, as you're talking, I'm thinking it doesn't have to be someone new. It could be anyone because you can be like, I've been in business and I just feel like "Uh, this isn't authentically me Hmm. and, or I'm stuck, or I just need a boost. I need to figure out in a clearer way what I'm doing and how to, you know, present that to the world. So you can be someone in business for 15, 20 years and you can help them too. That's a great point. Cause I have somebody that I'm working with right now that is already established and has a lot of the things in place, you know, and like, it's perfectly functional and it's good enough and all of that, but like, it just doesn't feel like her anymore. And so she wants to breathe new life into it. Like she's still probably going to be doing a lot of the same things, but, um, but yeah, sorry, there's a call coming in. Uh, but yeah, so just basically like breathing new life or like kind of, yeah, reinvigorating with yeah. who you are now. So Okay, so how can people get in touch with you? Um, you can send me an email at hello at kdloveco, like kyladonloveco.com. I have a website you can go to. It's kdloveco.com. Um, or I'm also on TikTok. TikTok is probably the best place to like. Oh, wow. That's probably where I show up the most regularly online, but that's also at Katie Loveco. So yeah, a few ways. <laughs> awesome, Kyla. Well, is there anything else before we kind of wrap it up that you think that you want to share? I think, I think, I think that's good. I am complete for now. We are completely. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I'm always down for a round two. <laughs> oh Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that was free flowing and boy, uh, yeah, we've been going at it for a while. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I, I felt like it was really hard work and lots of struggle in it. Uh-huh. But it was very challenging. I tried hard. very hard. <laughs> right. We got stuck and we stopped and we didn't know what to say and we got tired and <laughs> interrupted. <laughs> no. Is this the surrender point where we just get off? <laughs> <laughs> Kyla, thank you so much, man. I loved yeah. it. And and I love you. And um, thanks for doing this. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you. All right. Talk soon. Thanks for joining us on the Tap It Out podcast with Mark Shahada. We hope you enjoyed it. Catch you next time. <laughs>